Now let's look at it the other way. These are the advices to sisters for their, you know, how to develop a better relationship and fulfill the rights of the husband. The first one is respect. Respect. And a marriage cannot last if the wife doesn't give respect to her husband. That's a very difficult, it's a very difficult scenario because in the hierarchy of Islam, in a family hierarchy where the man is supposed to be the responsible one, anybody who's responsible must be given respect. Of course she needs respect as well, but if she doesn't give her husband respect and looks down upon him, that whole system is turned upside down. It is, according to some, if it's not the most important, then it is one of the most important. For a marriage to function, he needs this from you as wives, maybe even more than love. To take on the financial burden of the family and to bear the responsibility for its spiritual and worldly success, that's a, a big task, a big job for the husband. He needs his wife obviously to be supportive and respect his role as the leader of the family that the Sharia has given him. Not somebody who constantly undermines him and doubts his capability. Now by showing this respect, you increase his love for you. If you treat him like a king, then he's going to treat you like a queen hopefully. Insha'Allah. And maybe this is why the Prophet ﷺ made a statement which is very difficult for a lot of people to understand and accept. But he said, if I were to command anybody to prostrate to anybody, make sajda for anybody, I would have commanded women to prostrate before their husbands because of the rights Allah has granted husbands over their wives. Right? Hadith related by Abu Dawud, Tirmidhi and so on. But obviously we don't prostrate in front of anybody except Allah. So that's the first point, which is showing respect. Number two, just like we said to a man that be a man. So here, be a woman. <clears throat> be a woman. Your role is to be a woman, not be a man. Doesn't matter what anybody tells you. A wife should be feminine. If you want your husband to be chivalrous and masculine, then you need to act in a feminine manner. A successful marriage comes about when spouses appreciate their differences. And each fulfills their role. It's true that the op you know it's also true that opposites attract and your husband is going to be drawn to femininity. If there's women who are trying to act like men, right, whether they dress like men or whether they're trying to take the roles generally of men, it loses the femininity, what they're all about. <clears throat> this includes you making an effort to maintain a healthy body and physical attractiveness. Your husband's going to face a lot of temptations outside the home on a daily basis, the fitna outside, right? And he'll appreciate you keeping up your appearance, you know, whether that be maintaining your personal hygiene, exercising, dressing well, wearing makeup, perfume, even at home, and doing up your hair. It is the act of making the effort, you know, to show that you're at least making an effort that counts. Not that you are the, more, you are the most beautiful person he's ever seen. You, you know, you may never be the most beautiful person he's ever seen because there's a lot of beauty that always, you know, people and how people react to beauty and what they consider beauty, very subjective anyway. That's not what you want to be. You want to show that you're making an effort as his wife.
That's what's important. That's why there's many women, they describe this phenomenon as hijabi neglect. Where those sisters who, don't, who wear a hijab, they make less effort on their physical appearance when they start wearing hijab because they don't want to show off in public, which is fine for the public. But your husband will feel deflated if he comes home to see you in your sleeping gown or your pajamas day after day while you go out all dressed up for a wedding. So when you're going out, you, you take an hour to dress up, but when he comes home, it's all messed up. In fact, uh, what I see as a massive dichotomy is that what do you think are the most productive hours of your day? When, what, what hours are the most productive hours of your day for most people? Isn't it from after you wake up, like uh, 8, 9 o'clock until, you know, that, that time? Now, if the husband and wife are both working separately in different places, mixed environments, the husband's going to have his most fresh and um, his most vital time, and the wife, same thing, all dressed up, etc. Working very closely with people on projects, sharing a lot of emotions, sharing a lot of uh, experiences, failures, successes, that makes, that creates a bond with people. Then they come home and they're both tired, right? And they're too tired for anything. Then what happens a lot of the time is that obviously shaitan is there and you start feeling attracted to other people. And that's how marriages break up a lot of the time. Because of the unhealthy environments that we work in. So if you're forced to work, especially for women, if you're forced to work, you, you, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge. So be conscious, also be conscious of your spouse's uh, preferences. Some uh, spouses, some husbands may not fancy certain types of makeup or any at all. So then it's not worth putting it on for them because you'll be wasting your time. And then when you don't get appreciated, you're going to feel deflated. So understand your husband. Number three, so, so the second one was be a woman, play your role as a woman. Right, and what a man would expect from a woman. Uh, number, f number three is express your feelings and needs clearly and effectively. This ties in with some of the th stuff we've already said. Men can be very simple in the way they think about certain things. They, they don't think of things in a very complicated way. Right, sometimes. And while you may think that something is blaringly obvious, like it's so obvious he's doing this, your husband may not have any idea what you're thinking. That what he said or what he did or he forgot to bring something and it made you feel so hurt, he doesn't even get it. And you're, you know, so make things very clear. This is not because he is inconsiderate, but because you are thinking on a completely different wavelength. The longer you live with a person, the more likely you're going to learn about the way they think anyway. But we're always learning, remember. We're always going to be learning. And this process can take some time sometimes. <clears throat> until, the, uh, until the day comes when you can, and you're both able to read minds, like you can read his mind and he can read your mind, you should be clear in expressing your perspective without making assumptions. Um, this is a really big nasiha. This is a really big advice. Many women appreciate this advice when they get it. Because they always think that he should know, but he doesn't. So how long are you going to cry for? Make it clear. Wives can tend to expect things without communicating them. Like subliminally, you better understand the vibes I'm sending you. But sometimes men don't get it. So to avoid any misunderstanding, you should be clear about what you want. Don't just drop hints. 
and then get angry if your husband doesn't get it. If he's not getting something, always try to give him the benefit of the doubt and then try to clarify what you want. Uh, number four, so, so that, that was number three, right? Communicating. Uh, number four is give him his space. Give him his space. What do we mean by that? One of the complaints of many women, right, is that when a husband comes home from work sometimes, he comes and he doesn't want to speak. He just lies down or he starts watching something or watching the match or the soccer, whatever it is. Or he's on his phone or something like that and does not want to communicate. Sometimes it's just men. They just want some time. Right? Don't expect that they're going to hold a big conversation with you as soon as they've come back. Maybe they just had a bad time in traffic or it was a bad day at work or whatever the case is. He just needs some time to him, himself, collecting his thoughts and relax alone. Uh, some relationship books call this the cave, entering the cave. That some husbands just like to enter their cave for a while. This isn't because he doesn't like the wife or he's met somebody else or he's interested in somebody else. It's just sometimes the husband's nature. So unless there's a bigger problem, he, should, he will emerge from his cave eventually. Maybe give him 10 minutes, 15 minutes, ask him for a cup of tea or something. You know, he will come out eventually. A woman faced with this situation should just understand that the silence is, you know, it just needs that time. Maybe at that time you can just call your mother or call, uh, just catch up with something else or call up a friend if you need somebody to talk to at that time. That was number four. Number five is uh, speak to your husband about his problems. Don't speak to others and not your husband. This is one massive mistake people make. They literally feed a commentary of their marital lives to their mothers. And their mothers sometimes act as remote controls. Okay, you do this, you say this. But what the mother doesn't understand is that her relationship with her husband, the father, is very different to her daughter's relationship with her husband. You can't remote control and do what you did with your husband to your daughter going to mess up the marriage so do not feed there's some people who feed to their friends all the issues that are going on in their marriage their friends on their whatsapp group two three people are getting a whole soap opera it's like a soap a drama that's very detrimental because they'll give you advice and sometimes they're very inexperienced they can't give you advice especially the worst people that you can consult i'll tell you this by experience the worst people you can consult about your own problems is other people who are having problems. They're already depressed and they'll make you depressed even if you're not depressed. In fact, they even make healthy people depressed by telling you their story. Don't ever, ever tell your problems to a depressed person or a person who's already going through problems because believe me, they will mess it up for you. They're not the healthiest people to tell. So talking to friends, parents, even their children about issues that they have with their husband is not always the best. Sometimes you do need help. You can't suffer in silence. Sometimes you do need help when you've tried everything. But otherwise, right, the one who's in the relationship, they, if you can't deal with it, how can outside people help you in your relationship when you yourself can't help? Unless you want them to break your relationship, then they can help you do that. Unless it's very necessary. You can, of course, you know, ask for sincere advice if you're dealing with a big problem that you've been unable to slow, solve yourself or with your husband or abusive situation, then you need help. Because when husband is abusive, then you need, I, you need to take it seriously. Take it, take it to the authorities. 
Uh, but the habit of some wives complaining about their husbands when there's no benefit or need to is just plain backbiting. There's no justification. There's enough soap operas out there. There's already enough dramas out there. We don't need another one. In fact, spouses have rights over you to keep their secrets. And you can't divulge their secrets. It's bad to do that. I mean, imagine when your husband finds out. Because his friend, whose wife is your wife's friend, she told, she, she told him. And he didn't want anybody else to know. And it's something they could have sorted out. Really negative. Number six, right? So number five was don't tell everybody but your husband. Like, talk to your husband. Uh, number six, be considerate and moderate in your expectations. Be considerate and moderate in your expectations. Your husband has a huge burden, which is the financial burden and obligation towards the family. And uh, not only does he have to provide the bread for today, but he has to obviously think about the financial future as well. So in that sometimes, you know, they have, uh, they could keep them awake at night thinking about these things. May Allah make it easy. So don't add to the burden by expecting things from him that are beyond his ability. Just because your friend received a Mercedes SUV or a Louis Vuitton bag or, you know, something special or whatever, that my husband, he doesn't bring me that. But he loves you otherwise. But he doesn't bring you a gift. So you start measuring him by how your friend has received things. Don't expect your spouse to be a superhero. Right? Or be like somebody else's husband. Don't get so infatuated with somebody else's husband that you want your husband to be like them. You have to remember that gifts should be a pleasant surprise, not an expectation. Every week you must buy me a gift. I mean, what's the, the whole point of a gift is the surprise element. Otherwise, you know that somebody's going to bring you a gift. The surprise is gone. You don't even enjoy it as much. One of the biggest elements of a gift is the surprise element. So anyway, um, <clears throat> when you look to other people who have a, maybe a better standard of living, bigger house, nicer furniture, better car, better whatever, and you feel your husband doesn't earn as much, right, as such and such a person, then that is just a sign that you are not content with what Allah has given you. So it's a discontentment from Allah. That's, that's bad. And when you start making comparisons to other people's husbands and standards of living, that could be a huge blow to his self-confidence. Then it messes up your relationship. It's not going to make it better. Show your husband that you do appreciate his efforts. And avoid creating problems of being too demanding. Now I know in all of these there's going to be exceptional cases of negativity. I understand that. But these are the general things that we need to observe. And number seven is roll with the changes. What that means is that a woman's life involves, involves many significant changes herself. You know, for example, she has to make major sacrifices. She's going to move over from her, husband's, uh, from her family house to either the husband's house or to a new house. Maybe most likely in the husband's parents' area. Because generally women go to the husband's place, generally speaking. It's a big sacrifice. She may even have to move to different parts of the country or even abroad because of the husband's job or career. Right? He's been sent somewhere else. So she will have something like a new life to set up, a new home, new family members in fact. So she has to go through a lot. She's going to have to be very flexible. 
And Allah has given you that ability to do that. So she should be prepared to accept her situation and strive to be open and flexible about it. And you know, she may have to even keep moving due to the husband's work. I mean, if that's something you don't want to do from before, then you need to make sure that you have this uh, from before you get married. That look, I want somebody who's going to be here not moving around. There's also going to be maybe times of financial hardship. He may lose his job. Right? Or maybe a big bill comes in or maybe you have to buy a house or something like that. Both spouses will also change over time. As I mentioned, spouses change over time in age, obviously, in strength, temperament, weight, youth, children. So life is uh, temporary after all. And the perfect home that you will have, inshallah, one day will be in paradise. The whole definition of paradise is a place with your spouse. Do you know that? What is paradise without a spouse? Every body is going to have a spouse. Spou- uh, there's the, the Prophet said in a hadith, Ma fil jannati a'zab. There is no single person in paradise. There is no single bachelor in paradise. If somebody doesn't have a husband in this world or a wife in this world, then they will get to marry others who are of a similar state in this world. They'll get to marry those in paradise. You will have a spouse that you will be content with in paradise. And you won't be living with your father, mother, children. You'll be living with your spouse. So having a spousal relationship in this world being um, what you call <clears throat> not just having a spousal relationship but being faithful to your spouse is considered to be so innate and so needed, so necessary that look, I'll give you a comparison polygamy is not a, most people don't do polygamy alright, most people don't do polygamy but the West in America, in the US, people are actually warming to the idea. That's the statistic. It shows that there's an increase in people warming to the idea of having more than one spouse, right? Having more than one wife. However, there's something else which takes place abundantly, but people still hate it. And the attitudes have stayed the same, they haven't improved, which is adultery, infidelity, cheating on your spouse. Even though, I don't want to say half the population, but even though so many people are cheating, it's still made a big deal. And the very people who make the big deal are probably cheating themselves, but they still make a big deal. Because it's so innate in the human culture, and I think it relates to our, as a human beings, this is such a need that in paradise there's going to be no singular person. You need to be with a person in paradise. And I think this is... Also, we all started from in Jannah with Adam and Eve, Hawa salam and Adam salam as husband and wife in paradise. To be feeling that you have to have faithfulness towards your spouse. Not everybody's situation is the same. There will be some strange circumstances. Somebody will have unique circumstances. And as I always said, don't ever think that it's ever going to be 100% perfect because it will never be as try as you might. 
But keep reading the dua. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lil muttaqina imama. Always focus on the positives and maybe Allah will inshaAllah bring a time when you will be satisfied with your spouse. And that satisfaction in this world will be inshaAllah satisfaction in the hereafter.